0: Welcome back to OPA podcast episode 78 today we come to you with a very quick and emergency podcast uh I didn't expect to get this one out so soon but here we are um joined today by the full crew uh Griffin is back say hi Griffin
1: hello everyone I made it
0: along with Wyatt howdy soup hello and myself Jason O but um to start off the episode uh go turn this to griff here um what is your prediction for the quick lane bowl versus bowling green and uh off air i know you mentioned if rossi was going to be dc or not and as far as we know probably not so thoughts
2: um yeah i just i think they'll give somebody a look internally before right
1: I'd say, in terms of like a score, I'm going to go 26 20. All right. Govers. This is revenge from the Sanford failure.
2: The PJ Fleck revenge game?
0: Yes. And you're taking the over, too.
1: Hell yeah, I'm taking the over. Cole Kramer's going off (laughs) to the defense.
0: No, I'm kidding.
2: Yeah, his like farewell to Minnesota. Thanks for the memories playing in the background.
1: Hail Mary pick
2: <laughs> ouch Oof. it's tough
0: but all right all right to get into the big news um it broke over the weekend uh defensive coordinator Joe Rossi as we alluded to a bit earlier uh has taken the position of defensive coordinator at Michigan State um, pain pain
1: pain pain pain
0: major pain um yeah. I I haven't looked into much further. I haven't... Uh, as I was... It was reported by Pete Thamel in, on X or Twitter um, and was confirmed later on. Uh, no details yet as of the contract details, but I'm... I think I'm leaning towards... I think Joe Rossi probably got a big pay bump to leave, but then also... We'll see, I guess. Yeah, but then also I wouldn't be surprised if like you know, he just wanted to move on from maybe being coached under, like working under PJ. But I don't know. But that's just I neat. mean,
3: he also gets to go test his medal against you know, I guess not not so much anymore now that it's divisionless football. But I'm assuming that he gets to play Michigan. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know who who if they have anybody else you know that they're guaranteed to play but aside from like next year's schedule which i think has been released at this point
0: yeah
2: and then like whatever the like the repeated ones they announced are right
0: yep yeah but then i also uh i do forget though too that um michigan state has a pretty supportive um donors program as well or donors and NIL money because like they're, I think what they're still paying Mel Tucker and, mm-hmm. and I think Mark D'Antonio <laughs> what an um, incredible
3: shit show things are at Michigan State I just I wonder what the offer is or is it just that Joe Rossi thinks that his best chance at getting a head coaching gig is going to a school that's got a little bit more you know recent positive history. Like, this is a team that's been to the college football playoffs. Not super recently, but they've been there.
0: Mm -hmm. And we know Michigan State has, you know, talented defensive players too, especially some of them announcing on Twitter that they're returning um, for the upcoming season. They're their
2: model is also much more focused on athletics than, like, than like a Minnesota is, for, for example.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just how far Michigan State's defense, too, has fallen um, has been crazy. Because there were some very good borderline, like, maybe elite defenses for a very long time under uh, D'Antonio. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, they, they see Rossi building it up. From you know twenty seventeen twenty eighteen till now, and you know they were ranked in like the top twenty overall defense in the country, and so they look at him and they're like, "Well, we can give this man the bag, and he can rebuild in just a few years." Mm.
2: Yeah, and I think it's also a little bit of job security for him too, because you know it wasn't the best end of the season here for him. Uh, things were kind of trending in a in a bad direction on defense and i think you know next year with the new version of the big 10 you know someone might have to fall on the sword for pj or pj himself might fall on the sword like we've talked about and rossi going to like a first-year head coach program that's like very invested in athletics just seems like a better long-term like move for him if he wants to be a coordinator it
3: it definitely does give him a You know, either an opportunity to go be a head coach to like earn his way to head coaching somewhere, or you know, in the absence of that, I agree with your assessment that it's a little bit more security because he's not going to get fired
0: year one.
2: Yeah, so I think that also plays a part.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: But you know, I will. I I think uh, all of us are pretty bummed out that he's. He's leaving, but I think wish him the best, pretty much. Um, If we play against you, uh, we'll root against you for that one game, and then Mm -hmm. back to normal.
2: (laughs) Yeah, he'll be a guy where I'll always kind of like seeing him do well.
3: Yeah, you can't help but root for a guy like Uncle
0: Joe. (laughs) Uncle Joe Rossi.
3: I think Jason puts it really well, and he says, like, you have to wish him the best he's a guy who we showed a lot of love on this podcast over his time in Minnesota and well-deserved. He's going to be missed.
0: To segue a little bit. um, I'm looking at the current staff on the defensive side of the ball. The
3: current staff. Uh, So Monroe is the co-defensive coordinator.
0: Well, he is the co-defensive coordinator and cornerbacks coach. So, um, I could see him being the interim play caller, because he he didn't call plays this year. Um, it was all Uncle Joe. So well,
3: no, Uncle Joe called plays this year. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, Nick Nick Monroe gets his chance to shine, I suppose.
0: Yeah, because um, let's see. I'm looking through Daily Gopher. I'm just gonna shout out to those guys getting this article out so fast. Like a prospect, like they they already went crazy. Like, hey, let's just check out who's in house and out of the program. That we can check out. And apparently Monroe was with Syracuse the previous season and was um calling defensive plays during the pinstripe bowl. Hmm. Um but that's about it in terms of experience. Next up, um in Hen House, Danny Collins is the safeties coach. Um Tem Lubaku, I think that's I pronounce it. No, 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 wrong, no, wrong, wrong person. Is what you said. No, no, no. Yeah, um, Danny Collins. I think he he's safeties.
2: I think he would be the betting favorite right now.
0: And then obviously we have Winston, Delalabudir on the D line. I was I gonna know. say.
3: I was gonna say my personal favorite, <laughs> I mean, it, almost wild. certainly doesn't get the call, but God, would it be fun if he did?
2: Honestly, I think if Danny Collins gets hired, he probably will get a promotion of some sort Winston would yeah probably just to fill you know behind mm-hmm. just, just to you know like Danny Collins moves up there's an opening so they probably try and bring somebody else up you know and then who knows
0: yeah who knows
3: but I mean yeah. if if Danny Collins gets the promotion and you're Nick Monroe who's co-defensive coordinator this past year are you taking that well?
2: Come again. You broke up for a second for me.
3: I just, if, if you're Nick Monroe sitting there, co-defensive coordinator this past season, Mm -hmm. you think it's probably in the bag. And then Danny Collins is the guy who gets it, gets the promotion. Do you take that?
0: Well,
2: I mean, Danny Collins, I think has been with PJ for like a very long time, like since he started coaching,
0: like, uh, I'm not saying
3: Danny Collins is the wrong option.
0: Yeah, he was. He started as a analyst and graduate assistant with PJ. Yeah. So it's a long time assistant. No, I think I think they'll just be
2: like a still co defensive coordinator situation. Yeah.
0: Well, I think it'll be a co
3: defensive coordinator situation probably no matter what.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then there is one name that still piques my interest out of the program though. Um it's like not like
2: they deserve a raise after last year you know what i mean it's like why would i make you a coordinator that you guys weren't good yeah
0: (laughs) no but there is a name that it's piquing my interest outside of the program that pj still has uh, has ties with uh rutgers defensive coordinator joe harris simiak who was our bring him back bring him back our defensive backs coach and co-offensive co-defensive coordinator back a couple years ago um I mean, right now he's being paid one, uh, one mil annually. So if you want to poach him out of Rutgers, you better be giving him a big pay bump. And they led a Mm -hmm. really good defense this year at Rutgers. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Yeah, that would be interesting, though.
1: I would love to have him back, but like our assistant salary pool has been near the bottom of the Big Ten since like for like a very long time. So I, I mean, I know like. Uncle Joe was set to make like 1.15 this year, but like, this is like a hire that absolutely has to be nailed and can't just be like. I don't. I just. I just don't think you can do like a co situation. I don't want our defense to fall too far.
2: You want them uh, to. You want them to like grab like a legit coordinator, is what you're yeah, saying.
1: Yeah. Basically, and like pay him some good money for now, uh, then yeah. you can always. Work on the assistant pool over the years because it's it's great as it's as high as it's ever been, but it's yeah. still below a lot of our peers in the Big Ten. It's
2: it's a great point that I don't think gets talked about enough. Like when people talk about how frustrated they are with the Gophers, it's just like you have to like know about this stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. Versus what what our rivals, Wisconsin and Iowa, has a higher um, salary pool for their assistants compared to us. And Joe Rossi was the one that was the first highest paid defensive coordinator and go for football history it speaks a lot that like we're not up there in terms of salary for the assistants so it's
1: just painful because football is what makes athletics go for like a lot of these schools especially Mm -hmm. ours so which is why they
2: invest in it
1: it's exactly
0: we shall see and probably in the coming weeks or two, week or two or three, we'll probably hear more on who's going to be the um, play play caller on the defensive side of the ball uh, when it comes to the bowl game but we's gotta sit tight and wait. <laughs> but all right uh, let's move on. um last podcast we chatted that we had uh, Max Brosmer the transfer quarterback from New Hampshire. Uh, We chatted about him last week. Uh, There have been more names that popped in this past weekend um, announcing their transfer to the University of Minnesota. Um, So I'll just rattle them off here. Uh, Jordan Gerard, defensive tackle from Florida International.
1: D-Lion, I think. Yep.
0: Yep. Uh, Ethan Robinson, cornerback from Bucknell. Sure. eddie twosome uh rush end uh navarro college and then this is the one that piqued my interest outside of max uh trent howland from indiana running back and then that is it as of today the 11th of december
3: we got another running back to transfer into the program
0: <laughs> yep yes dude
1: and what i love about trent too is he had an offer from us out of high school so i think he Definitely, like, favored us a little bit, knowing that, like, hey, they liked me. Maybe I should give him a chance. Plus, yeah, maybe you're... I,
3: maybe I made a mistake in the first
1: place. Maybe. Or he knows no, he no, could just... be, be a solid two or three behind Darius you, Taylor.
2: You know you'll actually be in a good place for your fresh start,
3: right?
1: Right. Yeah. And plus, he can place play... They wanted you all along. And He's a running back, and he can play on defense. Apparently, so the Hoosiers used him in 2022. Um, on defense for a little bit so you know PJ likes those players that can play in uh, different positions and our you know linebackers this year took a little bit of a a little bit of a hit so I think he'll be a great fit for the program
2: yeah and I I think think they're all uh, great positions to see them targeting right like it's nice to see them understanding understanding and also understanding the positions of needs
1: Yeah, to see them go after an edge rusher, a quarterback, a D lineman, running back and QB, like those are probably the five biggest positions you could tackle in the off season, And they
0: did it. And then with national signing, they coming up in what, nine days, 10 days here. Mm-hmm. Um, we still have that commitment from that uh, high school quarterback. Um, I forgot his name already. <laughs> um, that's still committed intends to sign on early signing day which is a plus so assuming things go as what we expect Max Brosmer will likely be your you know elder statesman starting quarterback and then the new guy will be sitting under his wing as a redshirt pretty much plus I I haven't looked at the recruiting stuff yet but as far as I can tell most of the guys that are committed to us are still intend to sign with the gophers coming up
2: yeah and i think it's good you bring in like a, a confident backup and then you also have uh what's it called you also have like the freshman just gets to sit there and learn for a year so he doesn't have to even be the backup if something happens to your first quarterback right
0: yep and i think the gophers are still going at it in the portal too because they they offer like a few more wide receivers, uh, another running back, um, other defensive linemen. Yeah, and I think then... they've
2: done an, a good job of identify, like having a strategy for attacking the portal with, and recruiting, and like meshing those two together.
0: Which is very exciting because, like, cause I you look at like PJ's program as um, the last two seasons. Last season, so this so this past season twenty three and then in twenty two, it was like when we actually dipped our toes in the portal and like we may have gone what maybe three guys maybe like three like stand guys that could get on the off uh, either offense or defense or maybe four, but just to see like we're at five already and could expect more especially with the new new age of you know nil and the transfer portal I think it's gonna be crucial for the program yeah
2: I think kind of what they're plan is is to chase recruits with very very high upside in these like in this like three to four star area that they play in and then fill out the rest of the roster with uh high-end like transfers from like the mac and stuff like and smaller programs and then you like like not like g5 programs right and You depend on your your recruits to give you that ceiling while you raise your floor by going after, like, these proven guys in lower leagues. And I think it's an interesting uh, philosophy for them. And I think it shows they're, like, kind of adapting to the, quote, way things are now.
0: But it's going to be interesting to see, though, because obviously we can be excited for what these transfers have done already in their programs, but it's just that we won't know until we see them on the field, like say spring game coming up. Yeah. And then, you know, regular I think season.
2: I think they've shown the ability to find guys in the portal, though. Like for the vast majority, they've been contributing depth guys, like at least. So that's fine.
1: Just one off season, though. I just want to actually have what feels like three steps forward instead of taking one big step back with this huge position or this one like coordinator leaving and then feeling like you have to like constantly make up for it in -hmm. other ways. Just one, just one off season. That's all we ask.
2: Yeah. I mean, we, the Darius Taylor news, the Justin Wally news, the Daniel Jackson news. I think all of that is big that those guys are all coming back to. So I think those are some big positives that
3: we have going right now.
0: But yeah, um anything else on the uh recruiting and transfer portal side?
2: Uh, I don't know, not really. Like I think all the guys they're getting are very highly rated on like the twenty four seven rankings and stuff and it's just it's nice to see.
3: Do we know who other teams are getting in the conference? Do we have information on that at all?
2: I think if it was anything that important, we would know.
0: Yeah.
3: I was going to say, we don't, Michigan State doesn't have their quarterback yet. I said. No idea.
0: Nope. I don't know. No clue if it's uh, DJ Ukulele think... or anything. I was
3: going to say, I heard I heard DJ might actually go somewhere else. So. Who, knows? Who, who knows? I
2: think people are waiting for like bowl games and stuff to play out. See Get who gets fired. See who, yeah, see who's available.
0: Watch more chaos ensue after the bowl season's over.
2: It always does. That's why they <laughs> wait
0: for it.
1: Kyle McCord to the Spartans. That's my guess. Ooh. What oh, I saw I saw like a weird tweet.
2: Tank. I saw a weird tweet about like Tyler uh like the Miami kid, Van Dyke or whatever, to Wisconsin. Ooh. I was like, that's spicy. That would be spicy,
0: oh yeah, just Tanner Mordecai this is his last year of eligibility, wasn't it? yeah, uh, uh-huh. I thought he had one where never yeah. mind <laughs> uh, I know well, outside of um recruiting and stuff, I know soup tweeted this earlier, and I agree Tyler Newbin isn't first team all American um and what cooper Dejean got it right
2: <laughs> yeah i don't know like the ap does like or football writers association of america does like a they do dbs they don't do like two safeties like corn two corners or whatever and a defensive back and that's what the ap does they just do like five or whatever dbs and i i don't think you can tell me there are five better dbs in the country than tyler newbin i just don't believe it i'm sorry
0: Still looking at you, Jim Thorpe Award.
2: Yeah, I just, it's crazy. I feel like everybody is throwing Cooper DeGene a pity party because he made a mistake that cost him the game against the Gophers, and he refuses to admit that he just made a mistake, and it happens. And uh, then he got hurt, which is unfortunate, but I feel like everybody's just throwing him a pity party since. I understand he's good, but he's missed a ton of time. Tyler's way more productive than him and plays all the time. Like what are we doing
0: Nah, i'll just wait to the day when uh tyler get gets drafted over cooper in the draft and just slays i
2: don't think that'll happen just because of uh how corners are valued yeah but (laughs) tyler will be like a top 50 guy pretty easily
3: Well, Tyler's in this class. Is Cooper also in this class?
2: Yeah, he'll go. He's going to be like a – like a first, he could be like the first corner if he's healthy. Boo.
0: Yeah, but – oh, well.
2: <laughs> but the thing is, he's not healthy. He's not – he's got no stats. And, like, yeah, it's unfortunate he got hurt, but, like, Tyler's been, like – a difference maker for this gophers team all year he's basically carried them on defense by making plays and i just it's ridiculous that he doesn't get any res- like as much respect for it he's second team all-american but like he deserved to be a first team all-american with the season he played this year
0: oh yeah did you finish that mock draft you were running there soup uh just for <laughs> our listeners and viewers um off air before we started recording we're talking about how the vikings won three to zero uh yesterday and then the bears winning and still keeping their first overall pick and do we have do we have the results soup
2: well yeah i I already closed it but i remember like i remember the one the part that matters like i don't remember anything past round four who cares right so um i just traded back from like one to three for like a ton of picks from arizona like i think i got 15 in there and their pick next year and another top 50 pick for this year, and just like load it up. and I got uh, I went back to three, and I was like, okay, I'm just picking Marvin Harrison because the Patriots take a quarterback for sure, right? No, the Patriots take Harrison. I'm like, crap, okay. What do I do now? Uh, I trade back again. So someone could take Drake May. I pick up eleven. so i have, I pick at eleven and fifteen, and I pick um. Man, now I'm now I'm stumbling to remember. I'm just remembering the draft value, but like the return, because that's really all I care about right now for like trading back. Because I th- I just think we should keep Fields, so I don't really want to pick a quarterback in the top five. I don't really trust them to do that right. So uh, I think you just trade. Back I'm also and take, a, take a Justin Fields available. truther actually. Oh, I took Brock Bowers. That's who I took at six.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't I'm. I'm Yeah, i I I'm in agreement with uh, with you, Wyatt and Soup. I know you've been def- a big defender of Justin yeah. Fields. Like it's coming back. Hold on, Brock Bowers, the D
2: tackle from Illinois, Jerzon Newton, and uh, Romeo O'Dunsey.
0: Nice. Oh, shit.
2: Yeah, that was it. Was a fun first round. I was like, "That's great. I love this."
0: <laughs> all, that was fun. <laughs>
2: This went super well. I was like, I didn't get Marvin Harrison, but getting ending up with Odunze too was huge. Plus Newton, because I had picks like thir- eleven, fifteen, and six from all those trade backs, like two trade backs basically, and those were my three picks. And I was like, yeah, that was great.
0: <laughs> but would the Bears still actually draft another quarterback, though? Like,
2: um, I, the thing is, is I don't think you have to draft a guy in the in the top ten. Like I don't, well, you, you ha- when you have you have Fields. Like I don't see i don't see why everyone wants to run this kid out of town like i i see a i see a perfectly you know competent starter right now who i think a lot of teams in the nfl would love to have right now would you guys like justin fields right now
1: i would
3: now
2: you guys i think would love justin fields right now
3: i would love just i think i think kevin o'connell could maybe make it work
2: it's a, just a Shanahan offense. He would be so good. That's what. That's what all we've been saying. Yeah. We're trying over here, but then, no one's
0: listening to but us. Then, but then Luke Getzey just keeps sabotaging him at every turn.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm like really trying super hard to wait for the end of the season, but he just that, that offensive coordinator just frustrates me so much.
0: Do you think he goes?
2: Yeah, their like script is really good, and then after that, for the rest of the first half, they just look like they have no idea of what they're doing. And then they come out in the second half, and they look really good. And it's like, okay, well, what happened in the second quarter? Like, what was that? Like, can we just not do that? Because they just get, like, so stubborn with what they want to do in the first half, and they don't, you know, sound familiar. Uh,
0: Mm. Mm. (laughs) And they don't want
2: to change. And then they do, and they do well, and they're like, whoa,
0: that's crazy. PJ. And maybe Kevin (laughs) O'Connell.
2: It's just, you know how they are, football coaches.
0: Set in their ways and refuse to change. Sounds about right. I
2: I think the Bears have turned the defense around. I think you guys saw that here. I think that was real.
0: Well, I I thought, in terms of the NFC uh, North right now, Minnesota, because we had a pretty bad defense last year for the Vikings, and then the Bears also took a big step up as well, so I think... Both are very, very good units right now. Um, I was surprised that B Flow, um, Brian Flores, is yeah. somehow turned around like a m- mostly same roster on the defensive side of the ball from last year.
2: And Wyatt, I know we were both at the game. My <laughs> takeaway from that was like that was just a defensive slugfest. Like I didn't really yeah. think anyone played too terribly. Uh,
3: and like even like Josh Dobbs, those four picks that game, but he. Th- what what happens is he throws two picks, and then his wide receivers tip two picks into the Bears' hands. And Daniil so Hunter
2: was unreal.
3: Like Josh Dobbs was the person who probably played the worst in that game, and even he didn't really play that bad. Like he played bad, but he like it's not as bad as the numbers say. Yeah. It's just the defenses were that good that day. Yeah,
2: I think that's, and I think that was real for both teams, and that's why people <laughs> were like. Surprised by it.
3: The Bears defense is pretty legit.
2: Yeah, that's why I'm like talking about it now because like I didn't want to say anything last week because I was like, let's see them do it again. Like it was cool to see them do it against the Vikings, but like do if it, I, if do it against a bear, real team, Bears, I guess. Man. Not to not to throw shade, but like a real quarterback, right? Like they've beaten a bunch if of I, bad quarterbacks.
3: Yeah, if I were a Bears fan, and my brother-in-law is a Bears fan, actually. Cool. So you know, cool I'm. I'm Bears fan adjacent to us in a number of ways. But if I were a Bears fan right now, I would not be excited. You're a team that's showing that you've got real promise. And, you know, it's probably not a playoff team this year, barring a lot of things going the right way. It'd be legitimately crazy if Bears made the playoffs. But, you know, it's a team that's shown that it has the promise to perform and also it's the team that's got the number 1 pick right now and it's not even theirs
2: that's i know it's i and what that trade you... like destroyed the Panthers organization
3: oh the Panthers are done that's like you they went and traded for a quarterback who's probably too small they're
2: they're down horrendous
0: they they fired their head coach already in his first season right and I think they're dysfunctional with their current owner too, David Tepper. It's it's a shit show over there. <laughs> but we'll let the we'll let Carolina suffer because uh, the Bears are going to thrive in those picks.
2: All right, let's. I mean, let's 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 calm down. Let's season. <laughs> let's get to a week, to the end of the season with a healthy Justin Fields, and honestly, like that's that's kind of where I'm at.
0: All right, all right. Are
3: you pro a new coaching staff in Chicago?
2: See, I think I think this win made it made it much more difficult because this is like the defense is clearly getting better and it's like I don't know if you want to
3: Are you like, pro a new offensive coordinator?
2: Uh as of right now, yes, but I'll wait till the end of the year.
3: Yeah, that's fair. I think that's fair.
2: Like, I think when they open it up, they do well, but they just seem so scared to open it up. Because I know they're worried about Justin, like, taking a negative play, but, like, he is on a good streak of it right now. And I think they need to, like, I think they did trust him a little more last game, and I think they're, like, I think they're working on their relationship.
3: They trusted him a little more last game, and he was, sick. he delivered with it
2: yeah the fourth and 13 he, he gives you a win the fourth and 13 touchdown to dj moore
3: like that's, that's some wild shit.
2: that's not something the bears do though like we we don't punish teams for making mistakes like every time that would happen you would always just scream at your tv or like in your head you'd just be like free play go and they just would never do it they'd just be like oh yeah we got them and it's just like dude like do something you know And they actually they did it they like finally punished a team for like making a mistake like that and i think that um was like the most like eyebrow raising part of it for a lot of us
0: oh that's good hopefully justin can keep that um, streak up right now the vikings are in another quarterback dilemma
2: if he isn't the reason they lose for the rest of the season then he'll be the quarterback next year
3: i don't think i don't know if the vikings are truly in a quarterback dilemma they've you know i mean you just don't have
2: a good backup
3: that's a different problem yeah, yeah it's a diff- it's a different problem and it's a potential like you know salary cap issue Depending on how much Kirk wants now,
2: Kirk will restructure after this injury.
3: Kirk's not under contract next year. Well, then
2: well he get has him for cheap. Well, you'll the, get a the, little the, bit of a discount. So,
0: so the issue with Kirk is that he has this. is his, like this is his contract year, but he has I think two to three seasons of void years tacked on. So like we're still paying Kirk after two three seasons. Um. Like, it's like it's on our books, so like our, but then the cap, you know how the number. Oh, like, you
2: guys are doing void years. We used to do those.
0: Yeah, but like it's only for Kirk because right now I believe.
2: Yeah, it makes sense. Because
0: I think uh, Daniel Hunt, like a lot of the restructured, kind of, like Adam Thielen, Eric Kendricks, um, are no longer on the roster, and their void years were actually this year, and then they're 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 zeroed out after for the next sure. season. Uh, Daniel Hunter right now, I. I hope we re-sign him because they restructured his con- or redid his contract to where he plays only this year, but then he's a free agent this off season. Um, and he's he has a monster of a season, um, like up there with Ger- Miles Garrett and T.J. Watt. So I hope he gets re-signed, but I I, I could see Kirk getting re-signed, but then but then not. Uh, hopefully, I don't. I I wish they or I hope they don't put void years. On his contract because like i mean kirk made a work with this offense but then the d line looked atrocious uh yesterday against the raiders and injuries didn't help either but i don't know but yeah somehow we're still firmly in sixth place in the playoff race for the nfc <laughs> it's
3: gonna be fun to see the packers get past us <sighs>
0: uh uh-huh.
3: Jordan fucking love.
0: Oh my god. Well, we shall don't, see. Don't,
2: don't put that evil on me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I feel like that's I specifically targeted stop. at me.
1: Look, Wyatt, our lord and savior Nick Mullins will save the Vikings organization. He's going to come through, just take us on a tear the rest of the season.
3: Nope. Aaron Rodgers <sighs> is going to be the quarterback here next year. <laughs> Because <laughs> of course he fucking is. And then there's going to be 15 more years of
0: sadness. Just repeat the uh, for the Brett Favre rental, the one rental season.
1: <laughs> well, Brett Favre had two seasons here.
3: Eh, well, yeah. He one and one. a
0: half, right?
1: Well, yeah, I guess those.
3: So. <laughs> you know, very
0: injured his last season.
1: Those were the Vikings' best years.
0: <laughs> Honestly? <laughs> yeah.
3: Can I give a big fuck you to Sean Payton for that one?
0: Oof. Oof. I will join you in that. I'll join you too.
3: I, I was going to say, I think we can all agree.
2: Hmm.
0: Wait, but no, Soup is a bear's fan. I don't think he wasn't there with our misery of what happened with <laughs> Downey Gate.
2: <laughs> I don't know. He seems like a dick anyway. I think a lot
3: of people don't like Sean Payton, though.
2: I mean, I've read about it, and I've you know, I've seen videos about it, but...
0: No, I just there's two things I hate in the NFL right now, and that is oh three. First is Champagne. Second is the Saints. I still hate their franchise. I don't know why. Uh the fans are nice though. I will say that. No, you know why. Don't tell <laughs> me. You know you know and then lastly. It's justified. Um whatever the hell is going on with Patrick Mahomes' family, I just hate that. Like it's not needed. Dude, I just
3: What an absolute <laughs> meltdown from him.
0: That's yeah, such
1: exactly. a bad look for him yeah that's a tough one that's
2: it's like actually, a, this, but... is, this is like villain origin story for him
3: <laughs> he's got like main character syndrome in the same way that his brother and his wife do but like we just haven't seen it because he's been the main character
1: he's been on the right side of almost every single call and he finally has one that just doesn't go his way but it is completely correct. Yeah, And you like, just, oh,
0: yeah, fundamentally, he's still mad. Right. He's still mad about Green Bay. He's still mad about Green Bay. Yeah, it looks like that because I remember what you said, Soup, on the group chat or on Twitter, like, "Hey, hey, when you welcome to Green Bay, where the refs do not."
2: <laughs> yeah, like that's like I always laugh at people when they like moan about the ref, the officiating in Green Bay, because I'm just like, yeah, I don't know, like, welcome to life, bro. Great, get in line, <laughs> like.
0: But yeah, it was, it, it, it's, a, it's a bad optic because like you think about for like his time in the NFL, it's always been like he was always the one constant like outside of his, the rest of his family. That's assholes or like main character syndrome. And this has made it worse today <laughs> this past weekend. So, oh, There's a fourth thing. I'm just done with the tr- like I, I love Taylor Swift. I love Travis Kelsey. But can we like not talk about them every fucking broadcast, please?
1: no dude for the ratings
0: <laughs> and the memes true do you
3: i want to know how much money the nfl has made directly on taylor swift being at football games well like, dude, there's gotta be dude, there's gotta be like, i got
0: coworkers that are i got co who are major swifties and they're gonna watch every fucking chiefs game to hopefully see taylor on the screen and that's wild cheer him on so
1: that's wild i hate this generation that sounds so old he's
0: <laughs>
2: swifties are the worst swifties are the worst i don't care come at me no i agree with you no i'm saying like internet come they at me And it live on oh, the pod please. that's that's brave no yeah i'm but putting again, it out there
0: but then again not many people listen to our pods. so <laughs> soup's,
1: soup's a bear's fan nothing can hurt him
0: that's true I Maybe mean, we can say the same being Minnesota fans, but we still get heartbroken after every season. So <laughs> Yeah, but you guys like yeah, it. Yeah, that's because
1: like... we keep you roll around in
0: rolling. it. You guys have fun
2: down there.
1: <laughs>
0: Speaking fun of fun.
2: which, go Wolves. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say, yeah. don't you guys have the best team in the NBA? Probably For the like first
3: that... time in ever.
1: And hopefully they don't shit the bed tonight.
2: Hey, my buddy who texted me and, and was like
3: oh.
1: Somebody
2: texted me, no, 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 and he was like, "I'm, I'm gonna be in town, like, like, let's go for a game." But like, the Lakers tickets are like kind of expensive, and I was like, "Okay, so, when, when, when you guys are bad, it's, uh, why is no one here? Blah blah blah. Is that whatever? And then when they're good, it's why are the tickets so expensive? <laughs> like, dude, shut up!
1: <laughs> like, which, which game are you looking at? Twenty first or the thirtieth.
0: <laughs> we'll talk. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right, but, um. I think we should probably end it here. We're almost the time. But yeah. yeah. But no, uh to everyone uh watching or listening to OPA Podcast episode seventy eight, thank you so much. Uh today's episode was to recap the news that broke for Gopher Football, particularly with defensive coordinator Joe Rossi and some transfer and recruiting stuff. And then just our just the crew's normal banter about
2: Ooh, do we wanna end on a sad note? <laughs>
3: Don't we always
0: do it? Uh, the Gophers just lost a four-star,
2: so that's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they got a decommit after being on a visit to USC last weekend, so. It was, the was the quarterback.
3: He's going to USC.
2: No, it's the defensive line from Prior Lake. Uh...
3: Boo. Stay home.
0: Did, did he get the uh, he did he did he get poached after hearing the NDS, NDSU head coach taking on that linebackers? Position? Probably. <laughs> probably.
2: I bet they were recruiting him already before. Like like uh, the guy from NDSU. Like I'm sure they had already made contact. So yeah, I I once he went to USC he was like, Hey, pretty nice out here. Rip.
0: But all right, cool. Also, here's a bag of money. Bye. <laughs> It's funny. I'm seeing ASU fans get pissed off, and I'm like, dude,
2: why? Why? <laughs> like, you guys had to know this was coming eventually.
0: Like, either who's going to leave to go to, like, They're a They're not just going to make program. him a Power
2: 5 uh, DC. That's just not happening. Yeah. I'm sorry. but Oh, well. He's going to have to be a position coach for, like, two or three years. It'll be fine. He'll be really good. Well, cool. I think that'll be interesting for him, like finally, like some top
0: end talent, you know. And maybe actually turn around that USC defense.
2: <laughs> yeah, but just <laughs> being able to coach like top end talent.
0: Yeah. But we shall I mean, see. That to be
2: appealing to him.
0: We shall see, especially with USC going to be in the Big Ten next year, along with Washington, Oregon, yeah. and Cal. But all right, we'll end it here. Um, I'm one of your hosts, Jay Snow, along with Soup. I'm okay. Griffin?
1: Gold Wolf's baby. Best start. Franchise history.
0: And Wyatt? I am also here. And we'll see you guys next time. And oh. Oh. Oh.